Welcome. Three seconds. Everyone. Today, talking about logic or closed-minded logic. Um. So I'm currently outside today because it is a nice day. It has been a nice day, a couple of days actually. Um, so <clears throat> when it comes to being close-minded, it's a really interesting phenomenon caused by the superego. Um, um, and so when it comes to anything, whether, whether it be religion or logic or atheism or whatever it is you can become closed-minded like even even new age people can become closed-minded even though technically new ageism is more open-minded in some ways than other types of philosophies but even in some even new age people can become closed-minded i've seen this sometimes with certain types it's it seems rarer but it can happen Uh, and so I wanted to talk about how closed-mindedness, uh, you know, is caused by the superego. What would what would, would it be like to be open-minded? Can you be too open-minded? You know, things like this. So, I for a while was kind of falling a little bit into being really logical. And uh, almost, I mean, not completely because I'm not an atheist, but... Like, in that atheistic mindset of, you know, religion is a problem and, you know, things like this. And it's a really interesting phenomenon because what this this kind of thinking does to your mind, it makes the super ego create should and shouldn'ts around this. Saying that, we, oh, we should know have more uh reason rather than faith and more logic over faith and things like this uh and that we shouldn't just you know support our own tribe or our own religion and things like this so when it comes to being closed-minded it's not even really about what you're closed-minded about so much as your as it is about your behavior around this closed-mindedness. And what I mean by this is like, when you're closed-minded, you often act in a, a typical kind of way that a closed-minded person acts. You know, very judgmental, very like, anti this thing. Uh, and even, you know, sometimes even extremely so, where you're yelling at the, the person that is, that is this thing that you don't like, that you judge. say is wrong or evil or whatever the case may be and so your closed-mindedness often is portrayed in the same way very very antagonistic very judgmental very like oh you did you shouldn't be like this this is wrong of you and how dare you and stuff like this uh, here comes the plane
And so, <clears throat> this impedes your ability to think logically. Ironically, it impedes your ability to think logically. And so, when atheists kind of can do this, kind of they kind of cut themselves off from being really logical. Because if you're close-minded about something, can you see it without this filter? The, the filter of this, this, this shouldn't be, or this should be, and it isn't, things like this. And the answer is no. The answer is, is oftentimes no. Um, if not most of the time. And so... <laughs> Close-mindedness can often be a problem. But what happens if you're too open-minded? Can you be too open-minded? And in my, my opinion, the answer is yes. Sometimes you get that, you get a little bit of this conspiracy theories where you can go so deeply into the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories that because you're really open-minded about conspiracy theories that you can actually become closed-minded to, to people who disprove conspiracy theories. And then you are now closed-minded to anything but conspiracy theories. I've seen this happen myself, so I know how this works. Um, it's, it's really hard to get out of because you are in a bubble, an inner self-made bubble. Uh, there's, there's two basic... Um, echo chambers that, that exist. There's inner versus outer. Uh, and I'll be talking about, about more, more of this in the Moral Foundations episode I'll be making in the future. But uh, outer echo chambers are where things like social media feed you what you like. Like say if you read articles that are typically more left-leaning, you know, the, the, the social media site is going to feed you more of those articles. That's an outer echo chamber. It's going to confirm your bias because you're only looking at social media or, or Google searches even. Like, Google searches often leave more left anyways. Like, even if you're a conservative and you are searching on Google, typically you're going to find more left-leaning sources and, and articles and... and at the top of the search, even when that's not necessarily what you're searching about. You know, there's been tests about this and studies being shown about this kind of thing. Creates confirmation bias and all these other biases. But anyways, that's the inner kind of echo chamber. That's that's what usually is talked about when it comes to echo chambers. But there's actually another kind that I think is more insidious and is more common in some ways. And I call it inner echo chambers, where it's not about you... Um, not being seen, you know, opposite content. You know, like if you're a liberal, you see conservative media, things like this. But more about how you see the opposite content. You know, like if you're um, from the right and you look at articles from the right, you're going to be agreeing with those articles from the right. But if you're from the right and those articles are from the left, you're going to be seeing those articles from that filter of right-wing politics and understandings. Not that those understandings are wrong. I think there, there's some correct and, and, and some incorrect interpretations that the right has. 
and the same is true for the left. That's the problem that we have in this country is that both sides can't see the validity of, of what both sides are saying. Um, I'll get more into that in moral foundations, but anyways. And so the inner echo chamber is more insidious because it's harder to, to spot, to see within oneself. And so basically the way that you know that this is happening is that when you are looking at constant content that you disagree with, it's often based on the filter of like your own understandings. Like say you're reading an article about, I don't know, um, apples, just to pick a non-controversial topic. And your filter about apples says that apples are, you know, not good. They're not good for you. They're, they're full of pesticides and things like this. And you read an article that says that apples are good for you and that they have very little pesticides in them and things like this. You're going to be seeing this and seeing it through your filter and commenting on this in your head saying, you know, according to these studies and these studies and these studies and, and this understanding and this, you know, person this is not true and this is why and things like this right this is what i mean by mental filtering this is inner echo chamber type behavior and oftentimes it's it's kind of what's called i think there's a, a confirmation there's a bias around this called uh well uh, not a bias sorry um something similar to this like in a, a cognitive distortion called minimizing which is kind of similar to this where you take i think there probably is a, 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 a fallacy related to this as well but where you take a statement like are you an understanding and you minimize it you make it less than what it really is or you catastrophize it you you make it more fearful than it really is um and so your inner echo chamber is saying this but the article is actually saying something different, saying, oh, well, this, these studies you're citing in your head are actually based on small sample sizes or whatever. I'm not telling you that these are true at all. I'm, I'm not even saying that what I'm saying is actually true. I have no idea. I'm just giving you an example because it's a good example, and it's kind of more non-controversial in some ways. Um, and so your your view of apples is is not changed by this article. That's what I call inner echo chambers. And inner chamber, inner echo, echo chambers are way insidious because they are hard to deal with and debunk properly. And like, <laughs> you know, with an outer echo chamber, it's easy enough to see and spot. But then, you know, you can change that and then you can do something about it. It's more overtly, you know, easily enough to de deal with. But the inner chamber, echo chamber, is harder to deal with because you, you are so stuck in believing this that you can't understand, you can't see where you, you can possibly be wrong. And so when you become too close-minded, you can find yourself doing this. But you can become so open-minded at the same time this can kind of happen, I've done this myself, where the only thing you can kind of see is confusion. Sometimes you you, you see so many solutions, so many possibilities that what, uh, what might be true or might be correct. 
and there's so much contradictory reporting going on that you the only thing you can see is confusion and that leads you to uh, kind of become lost and you can easily you know be uh, sucked into believing conspiracy theories or, or other things that are less healthy to believe in and are more toxic like uh, you know like Um, you know, like white nationalism and things like this, whatever it is, right? Things that are toxic because you don't really know what the solution is. But ultimately, I think the, the interesting one is closed mindedness because it's what I've no, no, normally been involved in. And this is a good example of an inner echo chamber because closed mindedness is a, it usually it's caused by in some regard, an outer bubble. But, you know, those things can be broken, they can be fixed, and they can be seen. But the inner bubble can't be seen, can't really be focused on. All you can really do is notice it by noticing the commentary that you, you now have in your head when somebody says something. Oh, you, you believe that, that's wrong, and, you know, it depends on what, how, why you do it as well, like in the emotional state that you have in your mind. Like if you're doing this and you're being calm and rational while doing that, you know, that's, that's the different story. And it still is in some ways an inner echo chamber, but it may not be as strong an inner, inner, inner echo chamber than it would have normally been. But if it's stronger, you'll notice it because you have more emotions and you have more judgment about this person, about what they believe is true and things like this in your mind or out loud or whatever the case is. And it's, it's more, it's less calm and it's more angry or more emotional in this kind of way. So. Anyways, I, I don't really know where this episode's going. I just thought it would be a cool episode to do. Going over the differences, closed-mindedness, open-mindedness. Generally, I favor open-mindedness, but there are times where you, you it might be beneficial to, if not be closed-minded, then to realize, like, you know, that some things are not just going to be true. Like conspiracy theories, sometimes they can be true, sure, but, like, oftentimes, most of the conspiracy theories that I see are way too outlandish to be true. <laughs> and... uh that usually the simple explanation is the most accurate. The the uh, explanation with the least uh, assumptions, that is. Sorry. Sometimes that, that explanation is a more complex uh, explanation. But anyways, this is The Specifist, and I will talk to you in the next episode.